to this episode of Joy's World, the podcast. You know, the, the vocals are going to get better one day, I promise you. Um, guys, today I have a very special guest. I met him on Clubhouse. Um, and then I found out that he is an author and a public speaker, a motivational speaker, should I say. So please welcome to my world, Mr. Jakori Wiley. Jakori, welcome. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing today, Joy? I'm all right, you know. Um, and actually, you've just stolen my question because my opening question to all my guests are always the same. And that is, how are you feeling today? And you can be very honest. It's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day. Like I always like to say, any day that I'm above the ground, I'm breathing, I'm talking to you, I'm in your world. It's a good day. It's a good day today. Yeah, my world is is very fun, <laughs> But you know that. You know I'm a bit crazy from Clubhouse. Um, Jacory, for the people listening that don't know anything about you, tell us your age, where you're from, and could you... Think of a fun fact about yourself. Uh, okay. Well, once again, my name is Jacory Wiley. Um, I am from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm 30 years old. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, I don't enjoy salmon. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big salmon eater. I'm not... I'm not enjoying really? Yeah, I don't enjoy salmon. That's not one of my favorite fishes to eat. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you call it salmon makes me laugh because we call it salmon. <laughs> it's salmon. It's salmon, it's yeah. Salmon. No, not salmon. Salmon. Oh, salmon. Salmon, yeah. Uh, without the M. I mean, without the L, just salmon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right on. Well, you, salmon, salmon. What? I love that. I love salmon. It's great. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of salmon. I, you can keep the salmon. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll, keep, we'll keep it over here. Um, Jacory, so we met in a room on Clubhouse that had a lot of visually impaired people on there. So again, for my listeners who don't know you, talk to me a little bit about your sight loss. When did it start? What's your condition? Talk us through that. Okay. Well, I guess. Well, that start. That starts my whole my whole journey. That starts my whole life. Um, I like to say, I grew up when I was five years old because pretty much that was the day that my life changed. You know, I like to say that I'm 30 now, but I'm actually 55 because you know I've been visually impaired for 25 years now. Um, it started when my mom told my uncle and I that we had to go and clean up the room before we could eat dinner and things like that. <clears throat> so we were cleaning and, you know, us being kids, my uncle, he asked me if I just wanted to hide the rest of the things that we had to clean up away. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know, mind you, I'm trying to get to the food and, you know, I want to eat. I still love to eat to this day, but, um, I was going and we were going to go eat the food and um, we were cleaning and I looked back and my uncle was throwing a, a picture frame on top of the closet and the picture frame um, shattered and I was looking up at the glass. The glass came down, cut my right eye. <clears throat> um, 
from there, I developed a, a rare eye disease called sympathetic ophthalmia, where my immune system doesn't view um, my left eye as a part of the body, so it tries to attack it. Um, I've had cataracts, um, nerve damage, where my um, my eyes, like, uh, the pressure was so high that it was, it was basically eating away at my nerves, um, so that decreased some amount of vision, and Pretty much, that's how we got we got here. Uh, you know, I uh, experienced some hard times. Uh, by ten years old, I was trying to commit suicide because I felt, you know, it just wasn't um, the place for me. I felt like life was uh, rougher than what it really was, and I didn't know that it wasn't really hard at all. You know, I just thought I was going through a hard time. You know, but I came through the suicide portion okay and the next day I I came to the realization that you know when I wake up I'm gonna be visually impaired when I go to sleep I'm be visually impaired you know there's no rewind button there's no going back in time you know this is me and you know I made the decision that I was never gonna allow anybody to push me to that point where I just felt like it was okay for me to want to commit suicide so that's pretty much how I got to where I am today and um, was it difficult, like, in school? Do you think, like, that contributed to those those suicidal thoughts? Like, how was it in school growing up? What, what were other people saying to you that maybe, you know, got you in that kind of mindset? Uh, it, was, it was a plethora of things, you know. School was hard, you know, going through school when you got kids and, you know, they didn't understand what was going on. <clears throat> All they saw was me. Um, a kid with an eye patch on and, you know, uh, all, all they could think about was like, uh, you, you Popeye or you Cyclops or uh, whatever names they, they want to try to call me and things like that, you know. Um, I lost a lot of my friends because they, they felt like they didn't wanna have to hold my hand when we were playing and things like that. Um, so um, I, I started to be, very isolated from others and things like that. So I spent a lot of time by myself. And when you spend a lot of time by yourself, a lot of thoughts can start to swirl around in the head of yours, you know? And and that's pretty much what happened to me. You know, I was isolated. I didn't have too many people to talk to. Uh, couldn't talk to my parents and feel like I could, talk, I could talk to my parents and feel like I could talk to, you know, adults at the school. Kids didn't understand what I was going through. So I was pretty much locked away in my head with all those problems. So it was pretty much that developed um, that seed of want to commit suicide. And that's pretty much where it stemmed from. And you said that you was 10 when you was having those thoughts. Um, I speak a lot on my podcast and I have done in the past about my depression and definitely like I can relate to those suicidal thoughts, but more so as an adult. Um, so you said that you got over that feeling, but at 10 years old, how did you get over that feeling? Because I, I know that I've had therapy, I've had counselling, that kind of thing. But at 10, how did you kind of, change that did you have any kind of therapy um at 10 I, I actually put I put everything into effect I tried um um I actually went through with the with the whole um suicide attempt um thank god everything 
you know, it, it didn't, it didn't go through. It was, it wasn't my time. Um, and I tried, <laughs> believe me, I, I put, I put in a hundred percent effort and trying to, um, just trying to lead this world. And, you know, I, I didn't go, um, through counseling. Um, it was really weird. Cause like I said, the, the night, the the day after I tried to commit suicide, you know, it, it was kind of like the next morning when I woke up, I had like a whole new <clears throat> outlook outlook on things. I guess you could say the night the night that I tried to commit suicide, I didn't physically commit suicide, but I metaphorically committed suicide to the to the part of me that was uh, susceptible to people. Um, calling me names and you know the part that allowed people to hurt me um the allow the part that allowed people to make me feel a certain type of way because i had to use um different different visual aids to um just live my life these things was created for me i allowed people to not allow me to use them because i felt like they were going to make fun of me because i did these things and you know some people, you know, need counseling. Some people can um, have have someone to talk to. Me, it just so happened it. I don't know, man. I just snapped too. It was everything just was different that that next day. Like I said, it was kind of like I, you know, woke up with a new outlook. Yeah, and that's really important. And that I think that's really like obviously that's real like positive thing and I think a lot of uh, vision impaired people I'm, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that uh, experience you in school having to use aids and things like that I was the same like I did not want to use my cane at all mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed like my mum used to be like oh just use it to the bus stop and I used to be like no like I don't want anyone to see me like this is embarrassing and, and I think that I was lucky in a sense that at the time um, I did have friends that were good to me and that would like hold my arm to take me to my next lesson um, and some of those girls I'm still friends with now um, and I think yeah like having a support system is really really important and I'm glad that you was able to kind of change that mindset because otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Um, right. <laughs> is what um, my next question is kind of about your motivational speaking and what was the driving force be behind that but I guess from what you said I can kind of already get an idea of maybe where that stems from but talk to me a bit about motivational speaking why do you do it okay well my motivational speaking stemmed from I, I did my first speaking when I was when I was 17 um at my youth group um at my church, uh, every Friday we had uh, Youth Friday, and <clears throat> some just told me it was it was just like, man, you need to um, tell tell everyone your story. And I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it, but you know, I I was open to it. I was open to it, and I listened um, to the thought that was in my head. Cause something, whenever something pops in my head, I normally like to listen to it. Um, so I went, I went with it and I, I told my youth pastor, hey, Hector, I wanna, I wanna speak, uh, you know? So he was like, all right, you can speak next Friday. So I went, uh, I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I didn't know what was, what was gonna be said. I didn't even know how I was gonna 
do anything. You know, it wasn't planned. It was just spur the moment type thing. And, you know, next thing you know, that Friday came and I was on the stage and, you know, and I'm telling, you know, I'm telling these kids my story and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to respond to me. I don't know how they're going to, you know, how they're going to receive my message and stuff like that. And, you know, at the end of it, I got off and man, they was, they was embracing me and they was telling me how they just needed to hear what I was telling them and stuff like that. And, you know, that was, that was like my first experience. My second experience was, you know, when uh, I was in college and, you know, um, my university had wanted um, my fraternity to do a, um, we called it a seminar. They was, they was hosting a big, uh, a big seminar and they wanted us to, to do a, um, do a, I guess, a, a host, host a portion of it as well. So we got to do um, what we call jumping the hurdles to success. It was about things in college that was um, that was hurdles and ways to get over it and things like that. And my frat brothers wanted me to speak and they, were, they wanted to know what I was gonna talk about. And I told them just kind of a little spill and stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, you gonna blow it away. Next day come, I do it and I blow it away, you know, and I, I had one woman, she came and she told me how her son was going through the same thing that I was going through when I was younger. He was visually impaired. And he was having that same hard time at school and stuff like that, you know, and I, you know, it, it really uh, gave me comfort that I could give, you know, some good tips and some good gems to, you know, help him to be able to navigate his road a little easier and things like that. And from that day on, I was like, man, this is, this is me, this is what I love to do. You know, I always say, when you find something that you uh, that you would do for free or something mm -hmm. that you just don't mind doing, like just cause, that's a career, that's a passion, that's your niche, that's, that's what you love to do. You know, anytime you're looking, you're looking at the clock, you're like, all right, well, it's five o'clock, whew, man, it's time to go. But dang, I still gotta come back here tomorrow. You know, that's a job because you clock watching. That's not something that you want to do for you the rest of your life. So if that's something that you're doing, like that's not what you enjoy. That's just something that you're doing to make money. Now, once you find something that you will do for free and you just don't care, I don't care about, I will do speaking for free. I do, I, I did it for free, I do that. But, but that's something that I enjoy. That's my passion, so I don't mind that. You know, and I discovered that that day um, I was like 20, 2014 was when I was like full time gung ho. Let's go. I want to, I want to be a motivational speaker and an author. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no. And I think like, it's great. And I, I like listening to motivational speakers. Um, people have told me that I should do it, but I just never know. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to get into that. Like, I'm just like, no, let me just do my podcast. That's where I'm going to talk. Um, we mentioned at the beginning as well that you're also an author. Um, you have a book called Vision to Dream. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's a children's book. What made you want to write books for children? Yeah, <clears throat> Vision to Dream, that's my first baby. Uh, I call them my babies because they like my kids. You know, I put I put a lot of uh, time and time and dedication to getting them. You know, I seen them from my paperback to you know where they are now, hardcover and audible. And you know, I really just put in you know uh, 
a lot of work and a lot of time into it. But this was, like I said, this is my passion. And, you know, I was, I was trying to find another avenue for me to be able to get, you know, my message out there. I was like, what's a, what's another way for me to be able to get my message out? You know, and I felt like people eventually going to get tired of hearing you talking all the time, Jaquir. What's another way that you can get your message out? So I was like, why not write it in the book? So that's when I was like, right, but how can I, how can I write it in a book for kids? And I was like, right, I'll turn it into a children's book. But then I was like, you know, I don't just want it to be like a children's book. So I was like, you know, you don't have to just be a child to receive a message. You know, it's all about the way that, you know, that you receive the message, you receive with an open mind and things like that. You know, I always, um, I always say that. So, and that's when my first baby was born, uh, Vision Dream. Uh, I actually, uh, it took me, it took me a while to uh, get it here to where I really just wanted it. But I was, I was so happy to, you know, when it finally came and, you know, it was, it was, it was just here and it was, you know, when you when you finally put something in your hand that you've been working on for a long time, you know, yeah. there's no there's no greater feeling than that, you know, and that's pretty much what I aspire other people to do, you know, turn their vision into a reality. You know, I do I do whatever it takes to turn my visions into a reality. You know, it just means that sometimes I have to do it in a different way from other people, but mm-hmm. no matter what my business don't get turned into a reality at the end of the day. We always have to be creative, don't we, having a visual impairment. I feel like right. that's something like is quite universal. It's like we are natural born problem solvers because every day like we face different obstacles. And I think people don't always understand that and they don't get that actually doing like even the most basic of things when you have a visual impairment sometimes you have to find a different way around it in order to get the same you know the same goal um mm-hmm. Jacory, talk to me about your other book um balling beyond the wheels um talk to me a little bit about that and also what what age group is your books for i know that you said anyone can kind of get the message but in terms of children what what ages would you recommend Right. I, I, I normally like to say that my books are for eight and up, but if if they if they're actually developing um at a younger age and things like that and they're um starting to be able to sound out words and things like that, I'll most definitely put um my book in their hands. But I, I normally like to say this for eight and up, um, but they it can be younger, um, if they already started reading. Um but like I said, I want to do something about one um, disability. Uh, that was my first one, um, a Vision of Dream. It's about uh, Landon, who's a young boy who wants to play baseball, but no one wants to give him that opportunity, you know? So he has to find the way to accomplish it in his own way, just, just like we was just saying. Um, and my second one is called Balling Beyond the Wheels. Um, which is about a young boy named Joseph who uh, loves to play basketball, but he has um, a major experience that ends up, you know, making him question, you know, his his love for the basketball and, you know, if he really 
you know, love it as much as he thought he did. And, you know, my, my books are about inclusion, disability, but uh, more than that, it's just about letting people know that there's always a different way. There's always a different route. Even if it's not something that's related to a disability, you know, things happen to us every day in our everyday lives uh, that disable us in some type of way, shape, or form. You had accident that disabled you in some way, shape, or form that day. You you was on the way to work and your car tire popped. Boom, that just disabled you. You fell and broke your leg. Boom, you're gonna be disabled for about three to six months. You might heal, but you were disabled at at some point in time. And it's all about the way that you approach that disability when it come at you. That's how, you know, you take you take it and you got a ball beyond the wheels because Joseph, Joseph will teach you that sometimes it's how you ball beyond the wheels, not what happened to you. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's um, I think it's important, and it's and it's true what you say. I was having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine. She's a wheelchair user, and we were speaking about pe people that fear disability in general. And mm -hmm. so I think that it's good that we have more disabled people, a in the public eye, but b like in your books being the main character in books. And I feel like that will not only like help disabled people but actually even like so like I have a visual impairment I have a child she's six and I think like your books will be a really good thing for her to read because she's growing up with a mum with a disability um and it just kind of helps broaden the children their minds are so innocent and they're so open and I feel like it's you know I've had to have conversations with Janelle about you know the fact that mommy can't see very well and she really gets it you know like she she gets it and I, and it's funny because she always like says to her friends like when they come over she's like oh my mommy can't see that and I'm just like it's so second nature to her um, and it's not something to be feared and I think that as I say having disabled characters as the main um, the main premise of a book I think is really beneficial. So tell people where they can get your book from, shout out your website, because there's all the links on there. Um, yeah, let us know where we can get the book. Oh yes, no problem, no problem. All right, well, you can find me on jacoriwiley.com. And um, when you go in, you click on uh, that website, it has uh, all my events that I'm gonna be having coming up soon. You can follow me, um, you can follow my blog. Um, it has a, a page for my books. Um, I'm available on all platforms, um, Walmart, um, Audible, iTunes, uh, Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, any major, any major um, storefront, I'm there. If I'm not there, ask about it and they'll <laughs> order it. So. Once again, JacoriWiley.com or at any of your um, local bookstores or um, Audible. I definitely want to get um, a physical copy so that Janelle can have it. She's got a big book collection and I feel like we need to add your two books to it. I mean, you well, could I'm, hook me up with a free copy. I'm just saying, Jacori, do you know what I mean? I'm hey, just... hey, hey, I'm most definitely going to send you the, Don't even worry <laughs> about it. Don't even worry about it. All I need is the address. 
<laughs> I gotta get my freebie somehow. Um, but you know, no, Jacory, talk to me a little bit about so oh, you know me from Clubhouse, you know that I'm reckless. Um I'm always talking on my podcast about dating and navigating the dating world when you have a disability. I know that you're in a happy relationship, but talk to me a little bit about before that. How was it for you as a man with a visual impairment navigating the dating scene? Uh, it was cool. See, okay, because see, I, I carry myself a little different way. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I never, you know, once I... Once I became comfortable with myself, I never truly just cared myself as a as a visually impaired guy. Like I move with the comfortability, you know. I know that I'm visually impaired, but I move comfortable, you know. So when when women saw me, they didn't just see like, oh, you know, it's a visually impaired guy. They saw a strong, confident, you know. They saw a visually impaired guy, but they. Like I said, I saw a strong, confident guy, you know, uh, somebody who knew uh, how to go get it, what he was going after. And what was you trying to get, Jacory? Hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was, hey, whatever needed to be got at the time, I was getting it. So I was, I'm on the mission. So uh, I never used to have trouble. I never used to have trouble even before I came, came along to my bay. So I was I was good. I was good in the dating world, but you know, not not everybody had the same, you know, uh, the same look or not even the same look. Not everybody had the same confidence. Not everybody carried themselves in the same way. But I would tell, you know, us as visually impaired people, be more confident in yourself. A lot of people are so scared and so, you know, they they like, well. I don't want them to know that I'm visually impaired until so-and-so look at here. If they not going to accept you, you know, that should be the first thing. You know, I never, like, once I was out there, I was out there. I never tried to hide my disability from nobody. You know, you should never be ashamed of anything about yourself. And if that person can't love you for who you are, then that person ain't meant to experience your greatness. Like, that's, that's just point blank and period, you know. Nobody should ever, you know, try to wear a mask out in public just because, you know, to appease people. Always be who you are. You know, I never, I took that mask off a long time ago and I and I decided to live as Jacory. And Jacory is a pretty awesome dude, you know? So just be yourself. Like, that's all, that's all I like to say in navigating that, you know, this, this day world, be yourself. Don't try to be nobody but you and be be comfortable, you know, and most definitely don't give don't give all that you got, you know, to somebody before you know that they even worthy of, you know, having all that you have mm -hmm. to offer. So you know that I made that mistake, don't you, Jacore? Very <laughs> Hey, yeah, it's all yeah. good. It's all good. That's what we're here I mean, for. You know, trial by error. I mean, but Jacory, you need to find me a nice American man. A nice look, one. Not I'll one from... No, I'm not going to say where he's from. That, that would look, get me I'm, I'm on the job. I got you. Have, really? I got you. I got you. Look. You said it on the podcast now, so everyone's going to be like, what, Joy, I thought Jacory was finding you a man. And I'll be like, well, he hasn't even called me back. 
and look, and I'm gonna be like, watch, somebody gonna hit you up, and you're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, how you doing, Joy? Ja'Cory told me to call you. And you're gonna be like, oh. That'll be freaky, don't do that. He wasn't, he wasn't lying, he wasn't lying. See? I, I, a while ago, I met another guy on Clubhouse. Oh my God, why do I speak to so many men? And he was from Texas, and he was he was nice at first, and then he was weird. So I'm, I feel like me and American men, it's just, it's not happening here. But no. also, I don't know if I want to move to America. There's too many guns. Um, so I don't yeah, know about that. It's, it's a lie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's serious about that gun. So yeah, <laughs> that's real deal. When I come to America, can you take me to Chick-fil-A? Oh, man, it's Chick-fil-A on every block. We must definitely go to Chick-fil-A. If I come to Houston, will I like what's the likelihood of me bumping into Beyonce? You say what if we bump into Beyonce? What is the likelihood of me bumping into Beyonce? Ooh. It's uh oh. <laughs> it's Prince Slim Chance. We're gonna see we're gonna see. Look, we might catch out at one of the one of the restaurants, one of the hot restaurants if we out, you know. So Cause they they do be they do be patrolling the city, so you might catch out in like one of the really hot hot restaurants, you know. So we we just gonna have to see what we get. Okay, well, so so when I come to America, we're gonna go Chick Fil A, we're gonna find Beyonce, and you're gonna find me a man. I mean, this is this is exciting, Jatori. That's it. We got we got a list. We got a list. All right, we got some started. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What else I want to do in America? Um. I'm just trying to think. I don't know. I don't know what else I want to do in America. It's like I want to shoot a gun. Not at you a want person. To shoot a gun? Yeah, not at a person, obviously, <laughs> at something. But not Specify. a person. Specify, Joy. I'm not the I'm not the police, you know. <laughs> nah, shooting guns are fun. I love I love shooting. Why are you shooting guns? Because you go you go to the shooting range. Okay. I don't want to shoot animals either. Oh, nah. We don't got to go hunting. We'll just go to the shooting range. Okay. Cool. Jacory, what does the future hold for you? Do you have, do you want to write more books? Do you want to do more motivational speaking? Or is there something totally different in your plans for the future? I got a plethora of things that I got going. So I'm already uh, in a process. I'm about to get ready. Uh, to release release another book. Um, it's coming here soon. My next one is gonna be bigger than life. Uh, so that's coming soon. Um, then I have, well, I have a few books that's, that's ready to go. So I'm just putting them out uh, one by one. So they are, they are already ready to go. Not just children's books, we're gonna expand. We're doing um, different things as well. Um, and then future, man, I, I, I really, I really got, big goals for the future like I want to I want to do like a radio station uh, I want to do like uh, a broadcast company um, so I got I got a lot of things that I'm that I'm working on for the future and I got a, I still got a lot of visions to turn into reality so I, that's why I'm that's why I'm in the that's what I'm in the process of doing I hope everyone else is as well yeah, I mean, it's really hard, isn't it? Like when you're a creative trying to kind of like stay in your grind and kind of do what you want. Um, and that's the thing, even like with the podcast, it's like I 
have to keep being consistent like that's the biggest thing everyone tells me consistency is key and Mm. it's very true like one day like you just never know what's going to happen but I think like as I said I think your books are amazing and I think that everyone listening should definitely get themselves a copy um Jokori we're coming to the end okay but we'll speak soon anyway on Clubhouse but um (laughs) everybody that comes on my podcast I like to get them a little gift to to say thank you (laughs) for giving me your time so I've got you a gift because through speaking to you I know that you like me like a little drink um yeah we like we like to drink we like to drink I mean do you know what I mean we've got to do something to have fun um and I know that in America you guys like a lot of brown liquor so I got you your very own personalised whiskey glass. It says Jacory on there. Oh. So next time you're drinking, you can just, I don't know, think of me. That sounds a bit weird. Don't think of me. I mean, don't like, I mean, you can think about me, but that's, you know. And also, Jacory, I'm going to get you some British chocolate to try as well. Because British chocolate is better than American chocolate, I have to say. 100%. Really? 100%. I'm going to send 100%. you some dairy milk. Yeah. 100%. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Trust me. All right, I'm gonna have to take your word for it. You said 100. percent One hundred percent. One hundred. Like every American that I've ever sent chocolate to tells me, yeah, it's it's better. I mean, we love you, Americans. No Americans come for me. I'm not trying to start a war. I'm just saying. A one. Jacory, just remind the people before we go where they can find your books and and do you want to shout out your Instagram? All right. All right, guys. One more time. Make sure you follow me on JacoriWiley.com. Um, it has all my all my links to all my books on whatever platform you're looking for. Um, also have uh, future interviews. This interview will be up there. Um, so you guys just make sure you go follow me at JacoriWiley.com. It has all my content. It's going to have all my events that I'm going to be doing, my blog. Uh, make sure you get on my email sheet so that you could get emailed about any um, content I'm going to be putting out as well as any events that I'm going to be having. And thank you guys so much for the support. Joy, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been it's been awesome being in Joysboro. I appreciate it. No problem. You're always welcome in my world. Jacory, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And guys, remember to follow your dreams and follow me on Instagram at Joy as well, the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at JoyXOXO. Follow me on TikTok at Joy as well, the podcast. Email me if you're a hot guy or a hot girl. Joy's podcast at hotmail.com. Remember to stay happy and live your best life always. Mwah.